Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Thursday's Spears and Steinberg podcast. We're going to be coming to you this week from Arlington Improv, where we're going to have shows uh, today, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you're in the Arlington area, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, please come out and see us. Uh, We're also going to be in West Palm Improv for Christmas. For all their, our Jewish friends that need something to do on Christmas Day, we'll be there the 26th. Happy Hanukkah! Yeah. <laughs> and the big one that we wanted to tell everybody is we're going to be in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina, uh, the 31st through January 3rd, so you can come hang out with us for New Year's. Aries! Yes, sir. What do you got? Um. All right. So um, these months come back to back. Uh, October, September. If you took the first letter for the month of October and you took the first letter for the month of September and you put those two letters together, initials, what do you get? OS. (laughs) Oh, Steve! There you go. I let it hang All for right. you. I let it hang for you. Yeah, I didn't know if you were doing that on purpose or you just really went oh see my but see, I like that. See my improv? There you go. That's how it starts. God damn it. Um you had me fooled. You starting to get me with the, with some of the trickery, man. Uh I like it though. I like it though. That means you are an actor. Um all right, gotta get organized. Here's what I did now. Uh, I have my my boy ish print up all the emails and I like like some clerical shit. I separated them into sections. I, I have serious, fun, and short. Which one you want to start with? Let's uh, let's go with fun first, man. All right, fun. Uh, first one. 
Um, subject Tom Hanks. This is from Ephraim Young. Incidentally, Ephraim, nigga, you have written me like eight emails within a week. I am not going to be able to read all your emails. I picked a couple good ones so I can give other people a chance. But I appreciate uh, your aggressiveness. Um, he goes, what up, Ebony and Ivory? Ah, Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. In regards to Tom Hanks, movie star and actor, he's both. He made some classic comedies, too. Bachelor Party, my personal favorite. Volunteers with John Candy, great movie. The Burbs, Money Pit. He's all over the place. I had to rethink. Uh, I had to rethink. Oh, I had to rethink. He definitely deserves to be in the top five. For air, my top five, $10 a lot of money, uh, is Al, Robert, Denzel, Leonardo, and Tom with Morgan, Brad, and Samuel L. Trailing. Jamie Foxx, not bad either. Fuck it. Do a top 10. LOL. Kurt Russell has a movie star moment too. The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, Tango and Cash, Escape from New York, great movie, and L.A., which sucked. Stargate, all classics. I can keep going, but we good. I got a good topic to suggest also. What about wrestling? I'm 42, so I grew up when wrestling was the shit all the way to the Attitude Era with The Rock and Stone Cold and a lot of these cats died from tragedy and or have great stories like Kamala, Jimmy Superfly, Snooker. Just curious if that would even be a good topic. Aries, I think it would be funny as fuck if you did Macho Man, etc. LOL. Thanks, your brother. But the best thanks for the best part of it. Oh, you know the mean gene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's sitting in the heat. It's going to get better, baby. Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you. It's never going to stop you. I used to be able to do that real good. Uh, thanks, man. Um, dude, I, I got to tell you, uh, I, I still don't put him in my top five. Uh, but yeah, Tom Hanks is, is right there. Because here's the other thing, until you pointed it out. Uh, yeah, that's right. He did a lot of comedies. Yeah. Like the dude could do drama and comedy just as well. He's, what's that word? Am- ambidextrous? Ambidextrous? Yeah, right and left hand. Well, you can do both. Yeah. Yeah, ambidextrous, something like that. He's, he's good, man. Um, I still don't think he's above the guys that I, I pick. But he's right there. You know what? What gives him an advantage? I'm gonna I'm gonna give this to you. What gives him the advantage is that he's the regular guy. He ain't too good. He ain't mm-hmm. good looking. He ain't ugly. He's a, mm-hmm. a dude. You can put him in the lead character, but he's but he's not going to be the character that's a that's that, that is that sexy guy character. He can play the regular mm-hmm. guy. And that's I think has made and he's a very talented actor. But once once we we talked about this uh, and we talked about could he play um, uh, like that uh, like a, like a bad dude like a like yeah. a horrible person yeah right uh, and that's what's keeping me from putting him above everybody else yeah because everybody else has done that like everybody else has, has played the good lead the the good guy and everybody's gotten dirty and when you look at it. Robert De Niro has done comedy. Yeah. You know, so he's really, you know, well-rounded. That's the one thing missing to me from Tom Hanks. Show me that. 
and he gets bumped in the top five. I, I I think he could do it though. I really do. I don't know if that's his care. I don't know if it's within his character to to want to do it, but I think he could do it. Uh, he did play one uh, thing called the man with one red shoe. I don't know if you ever saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it it isn't. It, it's a comedy. It's a straight up comedy. But it's where he plays kind of a. It's a weird character. Uh, and it was a long time ago. So uh, not that it really has anything to do with this, but that was missing from the catalog that the dude just shouted, that uh, Ephraim, right. sh- Ephraim shouted out. So I just wanted to throw that one in there. Plus, don't forget his time on TV as with Bosom Buddies. When, right, you know, right. Yeah. So when he did drag for, what was it, like three years that show was on? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, 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 and Kurt Russell, to me, had a moment. He didn't sustain like those other guys have sustained. No, I, he, had a, he, had a, he had a moment. No, I think he has more than a moment because he had several different legs of his career. He was he was a teen actor for a long time. He worked, I don't even yeah, he that. worked he worked with Disney. Uh, then really, yeah, and then uh, like the movies like he's in Tequila Sunrise, which I thought was a great mm-hmm. movie. But uh, also, I do like Escape from New York. That Snake Snake Plipton character. That, that's an iconic character, even though I can't say right. it. But that that right. that's that you know that that's iconic. Uh, I I think that he has, but but I wouldn't put him in my top ten. Not even top ten. Not, not squeezed in the top ten. I don't I don't think so. I, I don't think so. There's a lot of good actors out there. There's a lot of really great actors that I think move. Let, let me let me let me let me let me see if I could do a quick top ten. Uh, Pacino, De Niro, Denzel. Leonardo, Jack Nicholson, Tom Hanks, Michael Douglas, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, you're not going to give any of the older guys any credit for any of the stuff that the old, like I said, like old guys, oh, like, 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 like Marlon Brando. Yeah. And, nah, yo, nah. Yeah, see, yeah, see. <laughs> What did you say? Look here, doll. You want to, huh? Uh, yeah, take a, that, that type of shit. Yeah, man. I mean, they 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 broke ground to be able to to, to move to move acting. To ah, the- they stood it all. Red Butler, yeah. <laughs> Back in those days, niggas were just not acceptable. They scared my folk. Ah, the good old days. Back then, we called them bitches. Marlon Brando, the Bay Fiddleway, uh, James Cadby Humphrey Bogart. Hey, Dollface, you want to be in the pictures? You've got to get on your knees and suck my I'm Brett Butler. All right. <laughs> 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 nah, man, I don't, I don't know. Nah. Yeah. Uh, would you agree with that top 10? What would you, who would you take out? I, I don't think I would take anybody out of that. May, maybe I'd try to move someone else in. I'm just trying to think of who that would be, though. Uh, you know, uh, do you think Kurt Russell belonged in that? When I those top ten that I named, no, do you I think he belongs in that. No, you know who I would like to, uh, but see, I can't even remember his name right now. And that's going to make me feel even worse. He won the Oscar uh, for Officer and a Gentleman, and it's the uh, it's the black dude. What was the black dude in Officer? New Gossip. Dude, New Gossip. He, he was a great actor. Who there was just no place for a black lead actor at that time, even after. No, but, but but remember, at that time, he was one of the go-to brothers. Yeah, but he won an Oscar, and then his career never continued to. And be like, shit, Cuba Gooding won an Oscar. Yeah, 
And look how that played out. Yeah. I, I remember one time uh, I was so, uh, I forget what I was watching. I think it was a documentary on Roots. And they were interviewing Lou Gossett, of course, who played Fiddler. And he was talking about how one time he did a movie and uh, the director was white. And in the movie, he had to kiss the girl. And the director basically told him, and it's just fucked up. He didn't say it that way, but he, what he was saying was, your lips, when you, when you kiss, when you two, you two kiss, y'all's lips are so big that it looks too aggressive. Close your mouth more and basically kiss like white folks. He felt that their lips were so big that it made it look... You know, he needed to uh, suck his lips in or bite in. Bite. Yeah, you're, yeah, hold, pull back his lips. Boy, I tell you, the shit niggas go through. Um, as far as the wrestling thing, uh, dude, yeah, that that was my era. The Jimmy Super, Superfly Snooker, Andre the Giant. Um, I was already Nikolai. I was a dad, man. I was going to be becoming a dad, so I didn't, I didn't get in because that was nineties. Right, eighties, eighties, like Volkov, Junkyard Dog. Iron oh, okay, Sheep. yeah, you're right. That was late eighties. Yeah, that was eighties, okay. baby. But I, I was like, when I was a kid. I was already like I just was. I, I wish I would have been into wrestling a little bit more because it looked fun. But I was already on something else. Again, I stopped watching it once I found out it was fake. But yeah. I thought I thought that shit was real. I was like, yo, the shit these niggas is doing, and I was enamored. But when I found out that shit was fake, I was done, dude. But see, this is, I don't I hate when people say, and and I'm not a big wrestling fan at all. I'm not a fanatic at all. But when the word "fake" to wrestling doesn't doesn't fit because it's scripted. But when you get hit with the chair, you get hit with the chair. When you get stapled to your chest, that's a staple in your chest. It's it's fake in the idea that it's scripted, yeah. but it's. Come on, man! You still are taking a beating. Those people did. Those people uh, got hurt. That is that is physical. That is tough physical ballet. That's what that shit is. May that be, but it's still physical. It's still rough. You didn't walk out with it uh, and think that you didn't need some ice after you were done uh, wrestling that night. It wasn't. It wasn't fake. As in, <laughs> these moves aren't real. This beating isn't real. I mean, they still t- listen, man. There, there's been there's been as many boxing boxing matches that were as fake as wrestling, where they we knew who you knew not, 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 you knew who was going to not win. fake in the sense that you knew it was really fake. It might have been fake in terms of a shitty performance. No, there was people that were paid to take a dive, and so that wasn't real. That that was fake. I, I see your I see your point, but nah, son. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think wrestling. Uh, I, I think I give wrestlers way more credit than I probably used to back then. I, I did fall under the spell that it was fake, but I, it was scripted. It's fake is a tough word to use on wrestling. I know the diehard wrestling fans hate that, but I'm like, come on, man! Like, come on! Like, I just to me, it took a little bit of the the, the pizzazz out of it. It, it, it does. It does because you know that because basically. Uh, Especially, even especially now, re- wrestling is is a soap opera. Uh, when people get, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when people get their ass kicked, though, you you still have right. to be able to take that beating. No, it, it's not. It, it, it's less. I don't know. I don't know how much of a beating they take now because it's it's very choreographed. Uh, they have ways of doing different. But when you when they yeah. throw you out of a ring and you land on a table, 
they threw you out of a ring and you landed on a table. That does that doesn't go away. I I know. Who's the comedian? Who's the the wrestler that's that's on the comedy tour that 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 does improvs? The wrestler? Oh, I want to say. I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, Dude, but I, I know who you're talking about. I got about. to work with him. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I got to work with him once, man. I never had so many people... Uh, hit me up on Instagram and stuff. Oh, dude, you got to work. And I, I mean, I didn't really, I, I mean, I learned a lot about him that day, that those couple days and talking to him, this dude was beat up, dude. I can't say anything that he went through in life was fake, man. He was a disaster. He barely had knees left. All right. All right. You want a uh, serious pile, fun pile, or short pile? Let's do serious. Let's do serious. Cause um, um, I hope it's a good. All one. right. Um, from Dominique Davis, uh, subject Andy to Andy, it says, uh, salute to you guys, A and A in the AM, uh, is what I like to call you because I download your shows at night when I get home and I listen to them the next morning while I'm at work. Very appreciative of the content that you guys put out every week. Thank you both. This email is for my guy, Andy. Andy, you are a dope personality. I don't know you personally, but to me, you seem like an average guy. I could definitely see myself being good friends with you. I take pride in seeing and completely understanding everyone's ideas and opinions on things. And I'm here to tell you that I agree with you wholeheartedly. The media most definitely paints narratives, whether good or bad, to press an agenda. But in the same breath, it comes with the territory. That is what they were built off of, propaganda and agendas. Be that as it may. It is the person the information uh, it is the person the information is conveyed contrived over who still has the power over the narrative that the media portrays. With social media, we can all damn near physically walk side by side with anyone through their day to day life. So we learn people's characteristics and their and where their morals lie. We can clearly see where Trump's morals lie. So when he makes statements like the one about the Mexican people. You can take the shit face value. It has nothing to do with hating someone, but knowing their characters and personality, characteristics and personality. It's not the media's fault that he is an asshole. Someone in his position, after making that statement with good morals and understanding, would have came back publicly, issued an apology, and cleared up any misconceptions. Also, you have to be careful of the old cliche saying, it's not what you say, but how you say it. Because I hear you bring up the fact that he paused before continuing. Think of this. You walk up to a random woman and seductively say, excuse me, gorgeous, pause, suck my dick. What happens? Uh, now, before I finish read her last line, let me tell you, uh, what happens is, depending on the type of girl she is, <laughs> uh, she'll either oblige or smack the shit out you. Um, forever rocking with you guys. Keep up the awesome work. I think she proved both our points. Yeah, she she does, and 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 I like it because she didn't take a side on it. She actually gave uh, reasons why things are the way they are. Here's here's my here's my. She was she was she was pedantic. No, no, she was honest, and she saw saw everything for what it is. My my problem that people are still missing. This is the last time I'm going to fucking address this because it's just not. I've like I've just done because people don't. Uh, get this part of it. I've never said that the media needs to go easy on Trump. I never said what Trump said is okay. 
I never said Trump is basically a good person. And those words are never anything that came out of my mouth. They never have. They never will. It isn't what I believe. What I'm trying to tell you, and, 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 I, and I really want to say this because she hit a key note for me because she said, today with social media. Today with social media, when you are misquoted, and because of social media, that quote can run forever. And like with Farah, when she responded and she gave me, uh, she goes, I looked at it, she said in her letter, looked it up in Google, that's all I had to do. And it wasn't the correct quote. It shows you what we need to do because, and the reason I put this more on the media, because, but the media has always had fake narratives. This isn't uh, a new thing. This goes all the way back to the beginnings of this country. But what I'm trying to say with social media and with people not educating themselves off of anything besides social media, it is more important that what is looked at as the actual media does its job so that there is some reference point that people can go to and go, okay, this is what he said. I hate this guy. This is what he said. I agree with this guy. This is what he said. I can't stand this person. All those are valid responses to whatever you hear, but it, those responses are more valid when you heard what the person actually said and not what someone wrote on their social media platform. And then we run with it because no one either checks it or no one goes deep enough to make sure we check it. This is not about improving someone's stance in life. This is about improving your stance in life. Not you, Aries, particularly the person who's listening to me right now. It's about improving what you hear, what you see and what your knowledge is. Because as you, as you gain knowledge and you layer it and layer it and layer it, when something else happens that reminds you of this and you actually have the understanding of what the person said, you may see because history likes to repeat itself. If you have that knowledge, you can see the bullshit that's coming at you again. This is why it's important. This is why it's well, important well, that you I, make these decisions. I, 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 like, I, I like when she said at the end, though, uh, if he had any kind of character, he should have come back and said, look, if you felt that I was coming from this place uh, and you could still say I've been misquoted, fake news, you could still say all your shit, but at least say if you if there's anybody out there who thought that this is what I meant, if they rubbed you the wrong way, I apologize. And because he didn't do that, again, speaks to how shitty he is. And it doesn't change it because you know exactly what he said. It never changes when you know what he said. It doesn't mean that you're going to go suddenly, oh, well, he's a better person than I thought. No, you're a better person because you actually have the knowledge. This is not about Trump. Trump, the reason you, what you just said is if he had, what did you say? What, what words did you use on him right now that you gave him? If he had any uh, if compassion or uh, uh, understanding? Well, I mean, just, just, just you know, as, if, in terms of being a better person. He, like if but he isn't a better person. He's a horrible... Okay, and, and, and again... I hear you, and I and again, this this I don't want to get long-winded, but that's why there was the back and forth between me and you because again, I'm going, but based on the fact that we know he's a piece of shit, whatever it is you try, you you said that you want to go. Well, it wasn't the whole quote, nigga. We know what you really meant, though. It doesn't make a difference that we know what he meant. It makes a difference in education when you get educated and you uh, and you take a test. 
You don't pass your test because you said, well, I knew what you meant. You pass the test when you have the right answers. Social media and the way that we're portraying knowledge today is not correct. We need to hold ourselves and the people who distribute this knowledge accountable because it makes us better. It makes us stronger. And then that way, when people that we don't agree with say, but that's not what he said, you can say- I know, but a test is is based on right or wrong answers. It's It's based on fact. It's on knowledge. Okay. The more knowledgeable uh, you are, the stronger you are. Would you not agree? When we when we talk and you and we do some research, is our interview is our is our conversations better or worse? Yeah, it could be either or. Could be, but come on, you got to give credit to knowledge. I mean, no, no. I mean, yeah, knowledge is always great, but you know, as a comedian, when something's based in knowledge, what 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 makes Chappelle so great is that what he's talking about is based on factual knowledge and experience, and he comes to you. Yeah, comedy comes from truth, and uh, and but he has the knowledge to 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 give this to you. I know, but listen, just because it's the truth, don't make it funny. No, you still have to make it funny. But you know what? What got missed in SNL when he was on SNL when he said, "I I I," uh, when he was talking about being quoted correctly, or he didn't say quote. He wasn't quoting. He was talking about Trump, and he said, "I would have went a different way. I would have went with there was bad people on both sides." Basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I didn't do the joke that he did, and no one got it in the audience, or no one came up with it. That's funny because now one of the things that he said is there was good people on both sides. That was part of one of the quotes. And he said, I would have looked at it differently. Like there's bad people on both sides, which no one says it that way. But that's what made it funny is because that was an intellectual response to that. But there were bad people on both sides. There were. But see, this- you know, when you say there are good people on both sides, now you're defending racists. No, now you're defending bad people. Right. Right. But you're defending you're clearly defending racists. And 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 because you are prone to do that type of shit, you expect me to believe that you meant something different about the Mexicans? See, that's what you keep going back to is where you go, you expect it to mean something different. As I've said throughout this whole time that we've had these arguments, I've said over and over, it's not gonna change your opinion on who he is. I've never said right. if you if you quote him correctly, you're gonna think of him as a good guy. That's never come out of my mouth. But people think that that's what you mean when you say quote someone correctly. No, you do this for yourself. You do this for your own knowledge, not for to make Trump a better person, because that's not possible. The only person who can make Trump a better person is Trump. And we all know that that's not what he wants to do. His humanity is way within question. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. And I don't mean to seem like I'm cutting you off. It's just I know we we could we get, could do this all get, day. I know. Yeah, and, and I and I want to make sure we get these emails. I, and I think people <laughs> think this is about semantics, and it's really not. It's about education and being able to defend your, uh, what you want to say to someone who disagrees with you, and do it intellectually. Let's go on. Let's move on. Okay, uh, I'm picking from the short pile. Uh, Charles McNeil, growth man. I just wanted to say. Uh, I, man, I just wanted to say, man, you guys growth in the podcast game. Uh, listening from F one to two hundred eight, you guys are officially vets. Keep up the good work. Keep keep the good work up, guys. Charles, well, thank you, Charles. That that's uh, that was nice. Very very well. Sweet of you. Very appreciated. Um, I'm gonna pick from the fun pile. 
Tim Doyle. Uh, hello, gentlemen. He mentions Crim- Crimson Tide. You wouldn't happen to have some of that ANA ale, would you? Sorry. Wait, though. Edit. Uh, <laughs> you better get Godfrey a, a shout out for. Uh, I, I, I got to. Big shout out to Godfrey. Uh, came across Crimson Tide on Amazon Prime this evening and decided to give it a rewatch this evening. God damn, what a movie. Speaking of which, if anybody belongs in that top five, here's the top 10. Here's two names I didn't mention that I should have mentioned Gene Hackman yep. and Dustin Hoffman. Yep. What they about, belong up there too. What about Mel Gibson? Hold that thought. Um, <laughs> watching Denzel Washington go toe to toe with Gene Hackman, chef's kiss. I would love to hear your opinions on this movie. Would like to and would like to suggest a war movie episode ranking your favorites. I'm not into war movies, dude. Uh, oh, and I'll tell you why. Keep killing it with the pod. It keeps me entertained. Deliver the mail every time it drops. Oh, and Andy, I sent you a message over Instagram back in August about a $10 a lot of money shirt and never got the details on how to get one. Spearsburg Town Mailman, Tim Doyle. Uh, you want to give him the info? I already get, I, I already sent it to him. Oh, did you? Yeah. The shirt? Okay. For the t-shirts. Um, yeah, I did. And, and for anybody okay. who wants to know, you can still hit me up on Instagram at Andy Comedy uh, on Instagram, and I'll send you uh, a little message on how to get the shirts i think we still have like a couple dozen left okay um dude war movies get too graphic for me like i know saving private ryan is supposed to be one of the greatest war movies ever i I can't do the limbs and shit blowing off and seeing bloody stumps and you know that fucking the the intestines hanging out of a nigga's body i i I, I can't do it and i eat a lot of pasta so uh I, i can't do intestines hanging out and I'm eating fucking uh, spaghetti with a little gravy. I can't do it. I have one more movie uh, that's that's my top movie and I can't... I, I don't think that... I, I mean, I, and, and depending on what genre of war you're talking about, how far back we're going to go in war, but Full Metal Jacket is my... Is, my is it graphic? There's some... Gra- you could watch it because the first half of it is all about basic... Uh, about them going through infantry training, uh, and that that dude, that's that's Let me see your war fights. yeah, yeah. Let me see your war that's that's it. Man. A long time ago, to the point where it was so long time ago, I don't remember it, but I remember that dude. That that movie to me, that that's it's Stanley Kubrick. It's uh, it's a well, it's just a well done movie, man. I I can't. Uh, that every aspect of uh, of war, from training to being in 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 war, without in, without actually like huge war scenes, uh, but you feel like you're part of it. Uh, it's a great movie, dude. I've never seen Platoon. I've never seen Apocalypse Now. Platoon, both Apocalypse, Larry Larry, uh, Larry uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Apocalypse Now. Uh, because you said I can't, I can't name any movies. So right, now, right, now, right. now, when his movies come up, I'll, 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 I'll shout them out. Um, dude, that that's a great movie. Uh, Apocalypse Now is probably one of the is 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 up there. Um, dude, but is is Braveheart a war movie? Uh, yeah, in a period sense. Yeah, 
I think that's a great yeah. movie, but it has not because of the war part. 300 uh, was just supposed to be a movie. Uh, I think the dudes who like dudes like to watch the dudes fight because they were all like in this massively good shape, guys. But uh, th- right. that was a movie, man. That was a movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, um, I watched that, and I was like, "There's very, it, there's very little uh, um, what, 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 words. <laughs> words is the is the word is the word I'm looking for. There, there's very little. So that's ironic. You, you can't say words. You, you can't get words. I, I wanted a different word for it. There's very little script to it. There's very little. Uh, right. But the, the action in that in 300 is it's it's an intense movie. I, I think Dude. we I think we could do it and find movies that you would like that don't have that same uh, graphic blown up stumpy uh, element to it. I, I, I think yeah. there's some good ones out there. Now going back to his original point, I forgot how how much of a beast Gene Hackman is, and I actually watched that movie a week ago. Let me tell you something, man. The, the coldest scene to me, besides the the, the yelling back and forth. Between Denzel and Gene, which when you stop and think about it, the amount of concentration that takes for two people to be yelling at top volume, same time, different words, and you got to act and remember your lines, and y'all both going at, do you know the level of concentration that takes? That's insane. But the scene where Denzel... V- Vigo Morgan, Vito Morganson, Mortison, Vigo, yeah. him, Gene Hackman, James Gandolfini, they're all sitting around the table having lunch or dinner. And Gene Hack- Hackman, with his spoon or his knife, clanks the glass and goes, uh, Rauschwitz, or whatever, whatever you call it, Denzel, Rauschwitz is going to tell us the true meaning of war. And, and mind you, Hackman's character already ain't really feeling Denzel. But dude, watch that scene. After Denzel breaks that down and he goes, the true danger of war, the true danger of war or whatever is war itself. And they cut to Gene Hackman pulling on that cigar. You talk about acting with your eyes. Look at that man's eyes. The look he gives Denzel is so you motherfucker. Without saying motherfucker, to be able to make that pop without saying the word, but you saw it in his face, his eyes, man, and the way he pulled off that cigar and gave him that look. Oh my god, that's acting, yo. Yeah, that's why I've never. That's why I never thought I'd be good at it. I didn't. When I watch those guys, when you watch guys like that, it's not about the lines. And that's why I'm always with, can I act? I think I can make you believe some shit, but can I act? Because you can't teach that. You don't teach that. That's fucking instinct. That's a gut. That's a, that's a talent. That's a no. Oh, that's, 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 that's. Woo. And I'm a Denzel whore. Like I said, the only bad movies to me that Denzel ever did was uh, Virtuosity um, and that movie where he played that goofy lawyer, Ezekiel. Something, that something. wasn't a bad movie, though. I did not like that movie. I thought it stretched him I as an like actor. Character. It's, I hated that character. But it stretched him as an actor. 
He was like a retarded lawyer or something. He was he, he, he <laughs> no, he was a, a a savant type of lawyer. Uh, what do you think about uh, uh, <laughs> when you said that? It just cracked me up. What do you, what about Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood to me, the first thing I think of is westerns, and I'm not a big western guy other than Tombstone. My father was a Western fanatic, specifically a Clint Eastwood fanatic. And I remember growing up, maybe I have a heart, maybe I don't like it because I grew up in a house with one TV. And when my pops controlled the TV, I was forced to watch that shit. And it's seven, a Western. Oh, yeah, horrible. Yeah, it's, it, it, I could see it seven. It would be more difficult. I, I think Clint Eastwood's, uh, uh, I think he's, uh, He's such a great director that I think that he's. A, yeah. I, I believe in his. I believe in what he does as an actor as well. But he had a lot of part. I mean, all the Dirty Harry stuff. I mean, those were that was a character. I never saw Dirty Harry, dude. I never saw Dirty oh, Harry, dude. Just hey, make a little area. Um, Shame on me. No, no, make a little area on your uh, desk or whatever you have where you put the emails, to, yeah. because that shit's gonna fill up. From people sending you emails that you didn't see. Uh, Never saw Dirty Harry. The dude. Enforcer, the Dirty. Oh man! Never saw that, dude. That that is the first antihero. It, it really is in in cinema, uh, in modern day cinema, to see uh, the the good guys, the bad guys, actually a good guy. The good guys actually a bad guy. That's your era, right? Uh, that was your era, right? I, I'm a little I'm a little young for it, but my dad. My dad didn't really have a filter for uh, things that he wanted to see, like at the movies. So, yeah. and we were in Arizona, so we'd go to the drive-in. And if there's a movie he wanted to see at the drive-in, we got to see it. So, wow. I told you my father did that with me with uh, Death Wish. Yeah, well, he was a big Charles yeah. Bronson fan. My dad too. So, I saw. So let me ask you: in that era, this was pre-Stallone, yes. Schwarzenegger, Willis. So in that era, who was the guys? Action was it Clint, Charles Bronson? Yeah. Like, was there another one? Yeah, yeah, there had to be, but uh, like those were those were like I remember as the two biggies. Uh, there's the guy who uh, eventually got hurt, and I forgot his name. Who, who was in? Uh, oh, I'm gonna try to remember who he was. Oh, you know who was a big deal back then too? Burt Reynolds. Ah. Uh. So Burt, Clint, and Charles. Yeah, Burt Reynolds was a big deal. He was more of that comedic lead, funny guy. But dude, I got—I really got to like sit down and check out some seventies movies because I never saw Smokey and the Bandit. Dude, I was just gonna say that the Gumball Rallies, uh, the Gumball Rally movies, uh, with all—and that's when they had everybody, everybody these ensembles where you saw everybody was in those movies. Yeah, you got you got to check that out. So, you know, that's a, that's an actor that you didn't name though too. Uh, who Smoking the Bandit? Who's the who's the old actor that's in that? Jackie Gleason. He was. Oh, that's really like that's. I saw that's that era. Yeah, I saw some of that stuff where he was acting. Like, I mean, it's it's different though. I don't know. Is it the directing that's different? Is what it is? But there's there is a difference between that acting and what we see now. I gotta do it, dude. Yeah. Ah, Jackie Gleason. What an era. When he told his wife to the moon, Alice, that's what they did back then. 
You better listen, bitch, or I'm gonna rack you in the face. When wives used to listen, or they caught the backhand like a backhand. All right. Dude, I, I have a couple emails where people go, dude, I love that fucking character. I love it too, because as, as a, it's a character. Yeah. So he can get away with saying that shit. Would uh would he, would that imagine that? me saying that, me. No. Yo, man, remember that era, yo, when if the bitch didn't listen, then you back here and the shit out of her. Right. That was a good time, man. Dude, would that character be able to make it on uh on Mad TV? Oh, absolutely. That would absolutely. <laughs> we had we had balls, nigga. We had balls back then. Absolutely. There's no way that character flies today. As a matter of fact. And we just talked about it on Wednesday's episode. No way today they do uh, Jim Belushi Samurai. No way. A white dude going, <laughs> no way that gets done today. Dude, and it was cracking me up when I was watching it because I was thinking that same exact thing when, you're, when, when it's on. But did you remember seeing that with Richard Pryor? Uh, remember, that was 75. Yeah, so you. I was just born. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I remember watching that. Yeah. That and then he had Richard Pryor do it. I didn't know Richard did it. Yeah. Two dudes. <laughs> There's no way that gets done today. Um, all right. Uh, serious pile, short pile, fun pile. Let's see one more serious one. I don't want to do too many serious ones. Let's get this one over with. Uh, but you know, if we don't do them, they get carried over to the next yeah, one. Yeah, I know, but... So uh, that's why, but and that's why I divided it. So it didn't seem like it was all too. Yeah, I know. But right. when we're together, it's more fun to do the serious ones than right. it is over the the inter- internet. Okay. All right. Um, this is from Trevor Bass uh, regarding divorce and miscellaneous. My God, make sure you start. Oh, I told him that. Okay. Hey, Aries, this is Trevor, but I usually go by T. I'm a longtime fan of your comedy, but new to the podcast. You made me laugh as a child on Saturday nights when I would watch Mad TV and get my first introduction into sketch comedy and grow that love of the craft. Y'all are doing great. Keep up the good work. I was listening to an episode where you talked about Dr. Dre and his wife getting divorced and how she was about to get half his shit. That shit is heinous, ridiculous, and monstrous to think you are entitled to half of what his creativity and hard work offered him, he puts in caps. You guys made great points that I agree with, but it was the one thing you guys never mentioned or expounded upon. If the court systems were set up where no woman gets no financial benefit in a divorce settlement, does she still go through with the divorce? I'm only 24 years old, but marriage is something that has scared me since I was in the middle since I was in middle school and seeing two and a half men for the first time and seeing Alan belittled, humiliated, and treated like a bitch by his ex-wife and Warden Judith. Characters in a television show, yes, but the fiction and many men's reality today. I grew to despise Judith because I, it was a role the actress played so well. I have a really great job. I enjoy it. I make a lot of money, and I hope to share the life I'm creating with someone one day. But I'll be damned if that bitch thinks she can have. If shit doesn't work, if shit doesn't work out, well, what you can always do, my friend, is call Angel. Uh, and they'll take care of that shit for you. Um, I believe in prenups all the way. I I wish did I wish did what he needed to to 
protect himself so long ago. Yeah, get someone to write. Nigga. Get someone to write your prenup. Yeah, <laughs> don't you write the motherfucker? That's funny, Andy. Um, this is an expensive ass lesson he could have avoided. I have more to say about a lot more topics, but I'll save them for other emails and episodes. P.S. That nigga talking shit about the Sopranos is a bitch ass motherfucker who drinks hot sauce <laughs> and motor oil for fun when he wants to have a good day. How could you so blatantly? Um, how could you be so blatantly blind to the plot and phenomenal writing in that show? I can't respect that opinion. Stay honest. Be funny. T. You know, T, I really appreciate that. But don't worry about it. That guy's going to be fucking dealt with. After Paulie and Christopher get a hold of he's not going to show up no more. All right. Dude, was that divorce settlement ever finalized? Do we know what she got? She didn't get what she was asking for. You mean, she's getting something, she, but she's not getting the ridiculous shit. Yeah, she didn't get everything. So, she didn't get everything. Right. She, she get almost everything, but not everything. Um, and his question was, did, if the, would, would she still have to go through with the divorce if it was set up that she couldn't get anything? Uh, well, yeah, from a technical standpoint, yeah, you still got to get unmarried. Um, and again, me and Annie never said she shouldn't get nothing. Just not everything. Yeah, uh, dude, there has to be. This is what I. This is what I haven't figured out a hundred percent yet. And uh, this could be the male or the female in the relationship because in today's work world, women can make more money than men. Mm-hmm. So this is not trying to be a sexist thing at all. This is trying to be uh, a reality of. Uh, of someone who produces an income versus someone who supports the producer of the income. Uh, if you were in a movie, there's the star and then there's the support. Support doesn't make the same amount of money as the star. Right. So when we have this same um, corporation in your house where someone makes money and the other one supports that person, Yes, you do deserve uh, some type of reimbursement for the amount of work that you put in to benefit that person so that they could continue to make that kind of money so that you could have that kind of life. And then when that life gets taken away because of a divorce, there is a certain amount of reality where you should be able to live. You shouldn't be punished because you are no longer in that relationship. Unless, and, and if you have a prenup, there is stipulations on what those punishments could be. If you didn't want someone who cheated on you and they cheat on you, then you could, that, that, that opens up more money depending on how prenups are written. But my question, my, 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 my statement that I guess I'm trying to get to is, but there's a certain amount of reasonability where the idea of you making a billion dollars because you went to work every day is 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 far from something that normally would happen. So just because you were supporting that person by making some breakfast in the morning, telling them that they're going to do a good job and they can do anything, I don't get how that could ever possibly entitle you to half. And you yeah, you said it before. I just want to say this, and I'll let you go, but you said this before. Uh, the people that have that kind of money and live that kind of life, they ain't doing that kind of work anyway. They're paying someone else to do it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, and listen, here's the thing. To me, the whole concept of the prenup dilutes what's supposed to be love. 
if, if it's real love, like for real, then why does it have to become a business transaction? And, and, and the thing is, is if you really love this woman, unless she cheats on you and totally breaks your heart, or unless y'all become War of the Roses, another great Michael Douglas movie, by the way. Yeah, and Kathleen Turner. Yeah, uh, right. Unless y'all become that, and some, you know, divorces are, are amicable and peaceful. If y'all really loved each other and you got that kind of paper, break her off. Break her off anyway. Just, you know, if it was real love and, and, we, and we, we tried our hardest, but it just didn't work out, we're not enemies, I'm going to break you off. Hey, baby, look, I know it didn't work, but fuck it. We're still friends. We got kids. It's, 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 it's $30,000. Uh, no, I, 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 no, I'm a morning. <laughs> I should have went lower, but that to be funny. It's $50. No, but here's, here's a couple more. Don't we, there's no reason to get ridiculous just because I got it. Well, okay, so let's say, let's say, honestly, you have a hundred million, you made a hundred million dollars since you've been with this person. You have two kids. What's fair? Out of a hundred? You have a hundred million dollars. You are going to continue to make money because this is your, this is the business. You're going to continue to make money. You have a hundred million dollars cash and you have two kids. What's fair? Five to ten mil. See, I see I'm agreeing with you. I would do this. This would be my my, my this this is exactly what I would do. This is this is me, right, right, right here. Ten million dollars. I'm gonna give you ten percent. I'm gonna give you ten million dollars. This is for you. Same for the kids. This is uh, this is for you to get a house for the kids to live right. in. But this is for you. Get a house, get a house for the kids. And I'm gonna give you X amount. Every month for the kids, ten million's yours. We're done. I'm not paying you any more money. This is for the kids. Whether it be five thousand a month, ten thousand dollars a month, whatever the kids for whatever the private schooling is, whatever the kids need, that goes to you. And I want you to have an income because I want you to be able to keep your ten million dollars because I want every. I'm going to give you two percent of this business. That's me. That's how I would handle it because I. Don't, so you threw in you, you threw in the business. I threw in two percent because I want her to get a check. Because if she has a if she has a check every month, then there's and and I gave her ten million. There's no need for anything else. Here, here, but and the defense rests, Your Honor. But but why wouldn't that be fair? Why isn't that why why if you hit the home run that makes you a billion dollars? What's the chance? How many people get to make a billion dollars in their lifetime? Check this out. Check this out. Because I know we've asked this question before, and I don't think we got a response. So this right now is a SOS to the ladies. And I know you're listening. Uh, Farrah, Shamor, Shannon, Dominique, CC. Am I forgetting anybody? Um, and uh, AB. So I need you ladies to please, because dudes respond to this all day. But they always take the take. We know we're going to take. Man, fuck that shit. I'd like to hear from some of the women. Is this, is this fair? What's fair? Out of 100 million, what's fair? Right in, ladies. Speak on it. There it is. Um, you got something you want to add or can I move on? Uh, no, we can move on. It's just that 
I, I want to hear from a lady though that dude makes a hundred thousand a year. You guys oh, are married. Shit. You had two kids. Oh shit! Now what's fair? What's fair? Oof. Moving on. Hey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Mister Green. Uh, this is literally a question. Would you place Jamie Foxx or Will Smith over Samuel Jackson? Good question. That is a really good question. Oh, wow. Jamie Foxx. I definitely would place Jamie over Will. Will's had some good movies. You know how I feel about nigga. I know. Hey, man. I'm the champ, man. You my poser, man. (laughs) I'm Muhammad Ali. I'll fight you, Fraser. Um, and you know, you said it the other day with the last on one of the other podcasts when you would go, he's Sam Jackson. So I would put, definitely put Jamie over both because Sam Jackson comes off as Sam Jackson. Let me tell you one of, I think, Sam's greatest acting performances. Jungle Fever. Him as the crackhead. Um... Now, past that, it's Sam Jackson. Oh, Pulp Fiction. I thought he was great at that. But how many movies have you seen by Sam Jackson where he's not Sam Jackson? The movie uh, where, he's, that caught, where he gets in a car accident at the very beginning of the movie. He gets in a car oh, accident. No. And he's trying. He, he's, he's, he's uh, God, I wish I could remember the name of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I need, COVID. I need more detail than that. Hold on, I'm gonna give it to you. Um, he has a kid, uh, a, a wife that he's trying to uh, get him a house. Basically, he's trying to stay in the kid's life. Uh, there was some problems in. Um, it was a cool movie, and it wasn't Sam Jackson. It was an actor. Denzel. Was it a Sam Jackson movie? Oh, no. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't Sam Jackson. He was acting. Yeah, he was acting. I don't even know the name of the movie. I, I mean, I, uh, let me see. I'll look it up real quick. You, 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 you go, and I'll look it up real quick. Will Smith is like almost like Tom Cruise. I know he can act, but so many of his movies are designed to be big box office bonanzas, and 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 that's that's not digging deep in terms of acting. Well, Sam Jackson was also in Star Wars. Don't forget. Oh well, you really didn't make the point there. But okay, but when you see Sam Jackson, what you're saying, his character became so Sam Jackson that it's yeah. that it's snakes on a plane all the time. On oh, oh, Black Snake Moan, was it? He made Black, Black Snake, Snake Moan, uh, Snakes on a Plane. He just comes off as, you know, Sam Jackson. Shit. I'm trying to find this. Sam Jackson movie here that I'm talking about. I don't know what it is. Maybe I don't even have the right dude. Maybe I just did a white guy put a black guy in the role. That'd be funny if it was. No, <laughs> no I had to do my Sam Jackson. I, I didn't. I know that. I know that it's. Uh, I know it's a real movie. Well, if you find if you find it, bring it back up. Okay, just bring it back up. All right, let's move on. All right. Um, ba, 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 ba. This is from Thomas Savaglio. Oh, you ain't Italian, nigga. Savaglio, I'm fucking Italian. 
All right. Uh, the quarterback is toast. <laughs> uh, yo, what up, Aries and Andy? God, I've not done that in forever. It's been a minute since I wrote in. Uh, been on orders since June, so I've been hella busy and just listening when I can. I'm at episode 155, and I just heard you read my email. I was hyped, bro. I played it for my girl, and she was laughing, but she called me an asshole. Ha ha. So the other day, we were watching Die Hard, and dude says, the quarterback is toast. She looks right at me with disgust and says, this is why you put this movie on. You and Aries can watch this movie together. <laughs> my fucking ass off. That shit was so funny. Hope all is well with both of y'all. Quick question. I was wondering how you both felt about J.B. Smoove, Cedric the Entertainer, Kevin James, as stand-up comedians. Anyways, hope to catch up and hear the answers to this question eventually. Fuck Troopaloompa. Um, all funny, man. Oh, funny. Um, all funny. J.B. Smoove is a funny dude. He's a little quirky for me, uh, but he's a funny guy. Uh, Cedric is, is, is Cedric, baby. And uh, Kevin James, I never really watched his stand-up. Um, he's funny. But he def- my, one of my favorite shows was King of Queens. I love that show. He's funny as hell in that show. Uh, I heard he's a little bit of a, of a prick and difficult. Really? Um, yeah. I, he, he, Kev- they say, they, he doesn't like other people to steal his thunder. So if you're in a movie with him, he, he, he kind of makes sure you, if, you, if you outdo him, he'll let you know. You know, uh, not that it's the same thing we're talking, but I worked with his brother. Uh, uh, what's his brother? I forgot what his what he goes by. It's not they don't have the same last name. Valentine. Mm-hmm. And uh, different kind of they're but they're you could see that they're different kind of cats though. Like, mm-hmm. um, but nice. I have nothing bad to say. I was just saying. I, if family similarities go hand in hand, I can see what you're saying. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it would be difficult. I think it would be like, yeah, like you said, uh, there's, uh, I think that comes from insecurity. But I, I would think that if you're, if you're that funny, what are you insecure about? Dude, I think insecurity doesn't have to do with your area level of success or, or fame or anything. I think if you're insecure, you're insecure. And, and until you, again, this goes about, this is, who's your, oh, fuck, uh, Barry Katz. Barry Katz talks about this all the time. Fill in the hole. You got to fill the hole. Whatever that thing that's broken that's inside of you, that's, that's the only way you're going to get past it. That's the only way you're going to fill that hole that you're going to be able to move forward. Uh, or you're mm-hmm. always going to be that person. Right. So okay. I, I, I think that's where it comes from. If it, if, if if it, if I'm even close, if, because I haven't ever worked with Kevin James, I'm not going to say anything that way. I just noticed something in Gary uh, is Gary Valentine, who's nice guy, but I just I felt this uh, this out of placeness that, that he had, and so if one family member has it, I'm sure the other one might have that too. All right. Um, <clears throat> next one is from my boy. Matthew Riggins, uh, subject, stop talking down on yourself, bro. Yes. Aries, if there's one thing, who? You. This is about oh, you. Me? I read this one. I read this. He sent me this email. I, oh, the way you said that, I thought you was watching the game. Look at somebody score. Oh, uh, yes. I, I, <laughs> when, I, when I read this, I was like, how come I never said that to Aries? Yes. Go. Uh, Aries, if there's one thing I learned from talking to you and Andy and my close homies, doubting yourself is toxic. 
I understand you putting C King on the map, but he still ain't fucking with you on the impressions. My nigga, you the best. You do Tony Soprano. Like, who the fuck is doing that impression? And you know how to do the impression of a person in all stages of their voice. You the truth, dog. Uh, and that Ice Cube yay yay impression in Arnold Schwarzenegger voice might be the funniest shit I ever heard. Well, thank you, Lord. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Yay he yay he. Uh, Andy, what up, my boy? You got $5 I can borrow. Keep up the good work with the podcast, my dude. Stay safe. Corona out here. Sure night, motherfuckers. Um, and this is where you're going to get some of that Aries vanity. I never said or tried to give the impression that these niggas is better than me. I'm just simply saying when I know someone can do something better than me, then you got you to gotta, you gotta call it what it is. And his Denzel blows by and everybody else is away. Um, but overall, I know them niggas can't fuck with me. Because again, there's levels to this shit. And it's not just the impression, it's the joke behind it. To be able to come up with it. And I, again, I learned that watching Eddie Murphy when he did Delirious. The honeymoon is scared. No, how would you like to fuck me up the ass? It wasn't just the impression. It was a great bit. That was a great bit. And some dudes do great impressions. I ain't going to say his name. But their stand-up is not that strong. The joke behind it is not that strong. When you can marry the two, now we're on to something. So, you know, I'm just giving props to CK because, yo, he does Denzel better than me. There's no way around that. But overall, nah, son. Well, but that doesn't mean that you retire your Denzel because someone is doing it better than you. <sighs> Dude, I, 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 it came while you were talking, though. This, I, and since we're talking about comics and who are, but uh, what do you think of Kevin Pollock as far as a comedian and then, and then an actor and impressions? Yeah. Acting, I think he's, 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 he's bananas. Isn't he a great actor? Few, good, few, few good men. He was phenomenal in that. Uh, and what's that other movie with the with Kaiser Sose? Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Yeah. It's great in that. I'm wondering why he's dropped off, why he hasn't done more. Um, impression solid. I've never really seen his stand-up. But I'm listen, he he seems like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I, I was, you know what was a favorite, one of my favorite comics coming up? Uh, I wonder why he offed himself. Richard Jenny. Richard Jenny, he couldn't fill the hole, dude. That's what we talk about. He couldn't fill the right. hole, and other comedians were passing him up, and he didn't understand why. Because he was, I mean, I, should, I shouldn't say it like this. Let me say it the correct way. For his time, for his ability, for who he was, for the movies he had been in, he was primed to be Seinfeld. And he didn't get that. It never got there for him. I think I, I thought he was funny inside, though. But that's what I'm saying. And he was set up and ready to go. He had done the movies. He'd put in the work. And it just never happened for him. And I think that some people, right. you know, I, I don't know how many, like you, you talk about this business. The business will tell you when, I mean, honestly, you can do whatever you want to do. And you can work really hard in this business. I'm not saying that that won't get you far. But until they're ready for you to be whoever they want you to be. I, it's different right now because the gatekeeping has been minimized, but they, they'll figure out a way to get back in front. But they, I mean, at, at that time, 
if they didn't, if they weren't ready for you, you weren't going to get that part. And that's kind of where he was. Um, there's an under, you know, I was trying to think of some black actors because, and, and, and that are undercredited. And I think this, this, this actor I'm going to ask you about, and I think that he gets credit. Uh, but where is he on that list? Is Terrence Howard. I'm pretty high up on that list, man. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere on that list, man. <laughs> Dude, he was uh, great in Crash. I mean, yes, he was. Okay, so yes, he was. Uh, did you like Hustle and Flow? Yeah, I did. I thought he was great, but you know that whole uh, Southern feel, rap, hip hop, Southern. I, I, I can't. Okay, I'm gonna, can't. I'm gonna say this, and hey, I'm gonna get my little basket ready for my letters after I say. He's always a touch sleepy. Terrence Howard? Yeah, he always has like that little where his eyes are like, it just seemed a little tired. No, I never got that. I, I do. I do. I get that. Uh, he was great in uh, Dead Presidents. Yeah. I'm just complimenting you on your taste, man. Um, I didn't get the sleepy thing from Dead Presidents. Right. And I'm, 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 glad, they, I'm glad it didn't work out because I prefer Don Cheadle as Rhodey yeah, over him. See, as Rhodey, he seemed a little tired to me. It was always soft. It was... It just didn't have that. Uh, right. Uh, I don't get that. I, I No, that's me. Okay. Um, anyway, I was, I, I, was, I was just coming up with some people that are on, the, on this list because this, this, I think, is going to be running with us for a while. Who, you, know, you, know, you know what we should do? Because I know a lot of niggas would love this. Uh, top five or whatever hood movies, street hood movies. We, we've kind like, of touched. Go ahead. Eh, not really. Okay. One of my favorite. Uh, you ever see New Jersey Drive? No. You ever saw New Jersey Drive? No. Oh, that's a good one. With Donald Faison. Um, not a lot of big names, but just a good... Some, some about niggas in New Jersey stealing cars and shit. And if you've ever been to Jersey and you know that life, it's the hustle and flow for the East Coast. Okay. And so I'm Tim's all the way. Um, all right, let's do two more. Um, All right, yeah, because we're right, we're right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Groupie story. Hold up. Uh, uh, Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Okay. Fuck. Shit. All right. Here we go. Um, from Frank C. Graham, the fourth. Uh, goddamn, nigga, you right there with Wendell Barris, <laughs> the third. These, these two regal niggas, Frank C. Graham, the fourth, and Wendell Barris, the third. God, like the two niggas from um, uh, Trade Places. Winthorpe and Mortimer. <laughs> they can switch. They, <laughs> we can do it all black cast with uh, Trading Places. Yeah, um, El Chivito. Oh, look at this. Yo, Spearmint and Frankenstein. That's me and you. <laughs> uh, uh, Spearmint and Frankenstein. Okay. What's uh, uh, yeah. good, my brothers? You like that? Yeah, it's all right. Maybe? Yeah. All right. Hope y'all both had a blessed holiday with your family and friends. Aries, I told you in a previous email, I've been binge watching Mad TV, and I swear, man, that El Chivito shit you did was fucking raw. I died laughing my ass off, man. 
you definitely should do an impression of that on the podcast sometime. I'm sure a lot of the people that watch and or listen to the podcast have no idea what El Chavito is, and it would be hilarious for everyone. Nicole Sullivan, Deborah Wilson, Phil Lamar, Alex Borstein are one of the best ones to me as well, at least up to season three, which I am still on at the moment. Anyways, thanks again, and be safe, guys. Francie Graham, the fool. Um, see, what I don't understand is why on HBO Max, they have all the seasons of Mad TV, one through 14, but not all the episodes. Like some, they're missing some episodes. And I don't understand why the powers that be, David Salzman, can't get this right. Why Mad TV? They, I guess they just started, it's available now on DVD, I, I think most of the seasons. Um, but dude, like get this shit back on Comedy Central. Like, like, like do something. Um, incidentally, to all the ladies that listen to this, and again, another moment of vanity, I was at the peak of my sexy powers. <laughs> Season, what was it? One, two, three, four. Yo, go look at the intro on season five. I had the Eddie Murphy Metro twist in my hair. I have on this orange sweater type sh- shirt that zips up. If you zip it up to the, to the chin, it's like a turtleneck. But I kept it zip down so it was like an open butterfly V. And what they did was in the titles, they do three still shots, all in black and white. So it's like a you make a move, it freezes, make another move, it freezes, make another move, it freezes. Go look at season five, the intro. Son, son, I was on some Denzel Mo, Mo what's that movie he made? Mo, Mo Better the Blues. Blues. Nigga, I was, nigga, I'm handsome, y'all. <laughs> the poses I make and the black and white, the way the light hits me. Yo, son, I was, I was so fuckable. It was, <laughs> oh, God, nigga. I'm telling you, Dykes would have fucked me, nigga. I was the shit, yo. I was the shit, Andy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, if I could ever get back to that, yo, son, son, the way the light hits me, and I do this one pose, my last pose, I'm holding my collar with my hands, and one of my eyes is blinked ever so slightly, and that light is hitting half my face. Son, I can fuck your lady, B. She give it to me, yo. I was go look at me, man. Then why, don't you, why don't you clean back up, nigga? It, it's it's hard, man. I got it, I'm like Belushi. I got introduced to bacon, nigga. Can I can I tell you? You're gonna be surprised when you see me because I went on that COVID diet. Right. Well, I can see your chest looks a little like. Uh, in shape Arnold Schwarzenegger now. Uh, I'm, 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 I lost, I lost a ton of weight. I'm looking. I, I, I'm telling you, dog. On certain angles, it's like go look at Arnold Schwarzenegger right now with his shirt on. You got that chest. I wish like, I did. Just, dude, dude, how do some of those some dudes get the big chest? Yeah, no, no. But his shit now look like uh, cheese that's melted, nigga. <laughs> I'm you still, I'm still, place, but the cheese is melted. I, I'm a little, I'm still a little melted, but I'm telling you, I'm ready to get back now. If I could hold my my air, some oxygen, if I could keep my breath, 
But I'm still trying to. I'm, I'm watching what I'm eating right now. I'm trying to get to back to. I, I did get some snacks yesterday, but mm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm trying to be cleaner about what I'm gonna eat so that I can. Uh, I want to at least maintain this. But I dropped a good fifteen. Did you really? Yeah, man. Yeah, oh. I put some stuff on the other day, and I put my jeans on, and I and I went, damn, this wasn't that hard. Oh. One one fucking case of COVID. I'm looking good. Oh. God damn. All right, uh, our last one for my girl Farah. Farah, Farah, no time is a good time. All right, uh, Aries, I love my theme song. Oh wait, and then she goes subject. The ancestors are watching you, Andy. Oh, Moody voice. <laughs> <laughs> The ancestors are watching you, nigga. They're watching. Um, Aries, I love my theme song. Made me feel like I was in a 90s sitcom, Black Blossom, or some white people-friendly primetime shit. Thank you. Andy, I'll follow Michelle Obama's advice. Go high and go high here. And apologize for the bullets I was shooting in the last email. I wrote that email the day before the official winner of the election was read, and I was on one. Heavy. She puts in caps. As much as Trump wants to sue his way into a second term, he's, in caps, done. And him being done requires us to move on and try to fix shit. However, tis the season to call people out on their bullshit. And Andy, your stocking runneth over, my friend. I can't wait till you guys meet. Um, One thing that struck me was that Andy was upset about my tampon comment, but was cool with dude who said your girl is a cunt who don't give head. Now, I don't know how corks for pussy. I didn't know corks for pussy monthly leakage was more offensive than cunt who don't give head. Tara must really love your goofy ass. This is copy and pasted from the first email I sent in regards to the quote you stated. It was not the correct quote. When Mexico sends its people, here we go. uh, They're not sending their best. They're sending people that use, that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crimes, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. This is, the, this is from the last email. The, this quote you stated was the correct one. In June 2015, when Trump was a presidential candidate, he said when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. He added they're sending people that have a lot of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good uh, the page. People, uh, where is the incorrect information that I shared the first time? Where does he specifically, what does he specify between legal and non-legal immigration? When Mexico sends his people, sounds like a blanket statement to me, baby. Love. Respectfully, the fuck are you talking about? Also, in terms of your Hispanics coming out in huge numbers for Trump. In Florida, they did, especially with the Cubans. Apart from the fake Machismo Trump emits that certain groups love, she puts in parentheses, black people for all the shit too, along with the platinum plan. The fear of socialism helped pump up those numbers. The fear of socialism that prevented Bernie from being the nominee, even though a lot of the programs he was for, is what the majority of America wants. The Latino vote. Despite how fashionable it may be these days to recognize that there are Latino Republicans The fact is that the Latino vote in the 2020 election did not deviate 
from much of what we have seen over the last 30 years where Latinos voted Republican 27 and 44 percent. That last figure, which is what George W. Bush got in 2004, is largely attributed to his administration's inclusive approach towards Latinos. It's relatively tolerant message about immigrants from Mexico and Central America. Bush's home state being Latino rich Texas and the fact that his brother Jeb was married to a Mexican woman. Outgoing President Trump got a large boost from the Latino vote in Florida, where he received a whopping 47 percent of their vote. Trump's Florida success, which was several points higher in 2016, was forged by intense outreach by his campaign there, emphasizing an anti-communist message that appealed to longtime Republican Cuban Americans, recent Venezuelan immigrants and even Puerto Ricans. And then she sends a, uh, a link at the end of the day. Trump is done. But Andy, I got my slave ancestors third eye on you. Below is Noxima Jackson, a.k.a. Blade, a.k.a. Neil Brown, also known as Wesley Snipes, who did the same tax shit Trump did, but did not get to set, get sent to prison. And then she writes, because with a 15 question marks. So I think that's, is that it? Yep. Terra, terra, no time is a good time well, all right. first of all, I want to tell Farah that I agree with her on her very first statement, because when I was listening to, is it JC, the other dude? Mm-hmm. I was listening to the points he was making, because honestly, for the very first time, someone actually made points, and they didn't just attack me. Uh, unfortunately, I was listening to him, the points, and I missed you saying the, that, the shit about Tara. JC... I didn't even go back to it because it wasn't worth it. But Tara, Vera, you are correct. Uh, his was just as his was, uh, if not worse, definitely at least worse. I told you that. I, but I was so focused on what he had said that he actually made valid points. He was trying to make valid points. I was like respecting the effort that he was putting into making these points. I didn't even hear the other part. Then I listened to the podcast afterwards and I was like, this motherfucker. And you were right. You did say it. Yeah. 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 But I'm not bypassing that. Now I, I, now I, I don't in, I, I don't have the respect that I wanted to have for him because I actually felt when you were reading the email, he was actually making points in the beginning. He was saying, Hey, you said this, and then you said this. And then, and I was like, okay, so he's actually taking what I'm saying and he's trying to make some points. That's what I heard when we were going over the email because I was focused on what you were, what you, the points. Now, I mean, it, it took a lot of, obviously, it took a lot of that away, not to mention some of the things that he just said were out and out wrong. But, uh, fair, I agree with you on that. That, that was a, that's a very valid point. Uh, when we, I already addressed the thing about quotes and quoting and why it's important has nothing to do again with Trump. So I'm not going to go back and dig that up again. It has to do with us being educated. That's what that point was. Uh, as far as what you say, Trump did the same thing as Wesley Snipes. This is the only thing that I will tell you. I have no idea what Wesley Snipes, uh, his case was that was against him. I thought it was for not paying taxes at all, not filing income tax. I don't know, so I can't go any further with that. I know what we don't know everything that Trump did because we don't have his tax, uh, his taxes haven't been released. So, what I will say to you again, blanketing a statement by saying did the exact same thing as someone else did, we don't know that. Um, if you would know that, that's then, then let's have that. 
but I don't know what it is. And when we say that, uh, I, I, again, this is, this is not putting facts out. And that's, what I, that's all I'm asking for, is let's try to get to the facts. But I agree with you. Uh, JC was fucking more out of line. I was actually listening to him making educa- <laughs> trying to make points, and I, and I was believing in somebody because they actually sounded like they were trying to make points. At the end, they just wanted to kick dirt and, and be an asshole. So uh, I was wrong. So I apologize to you for that. Cause, uh, but the only difference would have been is that I should have went after him too. But I apologize for going after you and not him. Uh, he deserved it more so. So uh, there. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have uh, anything to add on it. Uh, uh, I, I was disappointed that our show got canceled in Portland because I was really looking forward, Farrah, to seeing what you look like. I know what Shamor looks like. I know what um, Shannon looks like. And I was looking forward to seeing what you look like, baby doll. Uh, but our Portland's but, rescheduled. For when? I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Go on, keep going. Oh yeah. So so you know. Um, and listen again. We comics. We could we dish it. We could take it. Um, July ninth. As as it's July ninth. Is that Portland now? Yeah, July ninth right. through the eleventh. All right, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you. Um, and yeah, that's. I guess that's it. I really don't have anything to add on it. Um, I like. Well, she goes hard, man. She does her research, and I like that. I appreciate the research. I understand, uh, but again, the quotes. It's important to get the right quotes. That that was it, and and, and I said it was right because it, I didn't like. I said before, I didn't have it in front of me. The quote that you read uh, with about the longer quote was correct. Um, I, I didn't understand. I, I have to listen to your or, or reread your email because I haven't read it. So, um, but I'll get to that. Um, quick shout out to Shamar and Kulsh. I know I got you guys' emails. I, I, I'm gonna read them uh, next time. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I get so many emails now; it's ridiculous. So please know y'all are in my heart and in the rotation. Shamar, my Sherry Amor, and Kulsh. Hey, man, uh, just want to say I'm going to read your email. I promise. Nigga, sit up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I think that's it. Oh, uh, Andy, I just looked at my emails. Dude, Caroline is not happening. What? They canceled it. Hey, Caroline, New Year's? Oh, they just did? They just, I read it. I just saw it. Uh, God damn it. All right, so, so that whole thing that we were promoting at the beginning of this episode is no longer being promoted. Dude, when the vaccine come out, you going to take it? Well, I have antibodies you right now. To, you have to. I know, but you got to, though. Yeah, I want right? to. Because you got it. Well, but I'm also older, man. I, I, I would like to have it, but I want to see like how people do with the vaccine uh, because I am older. It's, if young people you start. Think they, you, you, you think they would put that out there? Knowing that there's going to be some, they said it's 90% effective. 95% effective, but they don't know what any of the long-term effects are because they, there's no long-term studies. So we don't, we don't, we don't know. But I do know this. Uh, there is effects from having COVID long-term. So uh, what they're saying is that I will probably experience, I can experience other things from COVID later on down the line. So at this point. But if you take the vaccine, will you still do that? 
I, I, I'm interested in taking the vaccine. I want to see what happens uh, with younger people, how they start feeling like in six months and a year from now. Uh, but see, we're, it's going to be such a long time before everyone gets this because well, well they said uh, they said first responders, uh, caretakers first. Yep. On the first wave, and then the second wave is for people with pre-existing conditions. Yep. So that means I'd be the second wave. Yep. And then the general public is the last wave. Yeah, but they may also tell you because you ha- because of your weight that you need to lose weight and get the sh- get the shot. Because you, you, it isn't, isn't your type. Well, well any, any, any doctor in their right mind will tell you that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But you have, what do you have, type 2? Yeah. Yeah. And you can prevent that by losing weight. Yeah. I'm telling you, Mad TV season five intro, baby. Dude, get COVID. You'll lose Man. some weight. No, nah, I ain't going to do it that way. <laughs> Fuck that. I won't do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my intention at all. Uh, I would have been very happy to avoid. Uh, COVID the whole time. I would have been very happy right. to avoid it. Uh, this is uh, I don't I don't recommend it to and I and my heart goes out to any family members, uh, any people that had family members that did not survive COVID. COVID again. Uh, I think uh, it, it's Chappelle that does that thing about uh, uh, COVID likes eating certain things. He was talking about uh, um, I, I forgot the dude's name, but that he was in the hospital because he had all the things that COVID likes to eat, like diabetes. And uh, all that. And uh, so I I, want to say to anybody that, you know, has lost someone from it, you know, I I, I joke about it because of what my responsibility to this life is, is to try to make some funny. But um, I I know how I I know people that didn't that aren't doing well. So and it's devastating. So um, I will make fun of it because I I endured it and uh, it, it but it isn't fun. It is definitely not fun, and I, I feel bad for anyone who had to fight this that didn't really have the, the capability to fight it. Oh, let me just tell you, uh, I, w- I really wish you were a video gamer, dude, because this PS5, all oh, this shit is beautiful, nigga. Yeah, you're going to have to let me know. This shit is smooth as a motherfucker. This PS5 looks like me on season five <laughs> of Mad TV, nigga. I want to get machine is fuckable. I want to get one for my boys, but I can't spend that kind of money. So uh, if anybody, oh, if anybody oh. has a connection for me that I could get uh, a PS5 for my boys, please hit me up at uh, on my Instagram Andy Comedy uh, on Instagram. Uh, I'd really like to get one for my boys. I'd like, I'd, li- oh, I'd like to be that dad. I've always wanted to be that dad who got the, got the kid that cool fucking thing, and I've never really been that dad. Uh, Son, this shit is official tissue, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, man. Spearsburg Pod on all social media platforms, uh Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh you can find us there. Uh again, this will not have a video connected to it. Aries and I may make a few videos while we're on the road, but it will not have a video connected for YouTube this week. We apologize. Uh but due to COVID and COVID like activities, we weren't able to get together. Um also, Raleigh did get canceled, but we'll be on West Palm for Christmas. Uh, Florida doesn't usually shut shit down, so it seems like we'll still be there for Christmas on the 25th. Fingers crossed. 26th and 27th. Um, I just got my tickets for uh, West Palm. I did not get my tickets for Raleigh. It's a good thing I didn't get them. God damn, this shit is fucking up the game. All right. Uh, coming up right now, uh, y'all, this is... Uh 
the visions. Um, his social is R I Z is in zebra six zero nine. That's R I Z six zero nine on all socials and DSP's GL King. Uh, is there a name to this motherfucker? I think it's called Rising Superstar, the back seat. So enjoy. Love y'all. Stay safe, baby. Came a long way and I'm still gon' ride. Try to free my guys, this shit don't stop. Two door coupe to a penthouse suite, everything on me. No, this shit don't stop. Work hard for this bag, look like a price tag. Every time I breeze through, no, this shit don't stop. They ask why I'm going first class to the top. Ain't nothing changed, but the bag grew a lot. Came a long way and I'm still gon' ride. Try to free my guys, no, this shit don't stop. Two door coupe to a penthouse suite, everything on me. No, this shit don't stop. Work hard for this bag, look like a price tag. Every time I breeze through, no, this shit don't stop. They ask why I'm going first class to the top. Ain't nothing changed, but the bag grew a lot. The ball. They ain't asked me at all. Ain't an athlete, y'all. Roll back of this seat with a package of raw. Packing the floor. My bitch, she act like a horse. Cover the tab, then fill up our bags with lavish your boy. This dollar so dripping, you thought skied on it. Know what the beat, miss a nigga, me on it. Any position, I flip it, eat on it. Put me in any district, I'll get a G on it. Don't want your CD, I'ma break some weed on it. Then picture me on it. She see my performance, enormous, awesome. My bitch is gorgeous, want some. Nigga, I miss, I'ma hot you autumn. Oh, you mad at these stones? Guess what? I got more. That's when I'm Free my guy, this shit don't stop. Two door coupe to a penthouse suite, everything on me. No, this shit don't stop. Work hard for this bag, look like a price tag. Every time I breeze through, this shit don't stop. They ask where I'm going, first class to the top. Ain't nothing changed, but the bag grew a lot. Getting on wagon, I'm still gonna ride. Try to free my guy, no, this shit don't stop. Two door coupe to a penthouse suite, everything on me. No, this shit don't stop. Work hard for this bag, look like a price tag. Every time I breeze through, this shit don't stop. They ask where I'm going, first class to the top. Ain't nothing changed, but the bag grew a lot. We started with apes and hope the place. I prayed and paid for a couple mistakes I felt fangs from a couple of snakes If it's up, I'm up in this eight It's too many greats that turn to the late All over hate The reversible Jaquar logo I wear a drape, we smoking A hoe of a weed and playing a hoe of a league Every V Can you feel it, baby?